Insights Podcast, a ministry of ministrysauce.com. It's great to have you listening today. And today, we're talking about something that you are absolutely tired of talking about. So, let me finish. Don't turn off this podcast yet. Let me explain to you why this is an important topic and that I am not going to get overly political. The topic, as you probably have already assumed, is religion and politics, but it's even more than that. I have a friend named Matt Stump who also does a podcast called Throwing Biscuits, and in his particular podcast, he talks a lot about religion and politics, and it's a great one, so you should go find it. But I also wanted to talk about this in a very different way than perhaps we have heard it before. I have been doing a study on the exiles in Scripture, and I know you're probably listening to that going, man, that is fascinating, tell me more. But just just hold out for a second, because I think that we can learn a lot from this particular concept and subject. And if we were to really dive deep into what Scripture says, and what Scripture implies, and what Scripture just shows us directly, we would realize that This is a great subject to talk about around this time of year. This time of year, I'm posting this on November 1st, and around this time, in this particular year that I'm posting, we have midterm elections. So everywhere we look, no matter whether it be billboards, whether it be social media platforms, whether it be YouTube, you know, you're going to see these ads for senators, people wanting to be a congressperson. There you go. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. And they are trying to get elected. And I can understand to an extent why someone would have a commercial because, you know, you want to get your name out there so you'll be elected. Not a big deal, right? Well, the biggest deal comes when we start to see absolute slander and making up of information to demean another human being, to call them names, and to to really, really make them look like an absolute fool. There's a little bit of this I can understand if this other person maybe is an incumbent, maybe they have voted on some very, very detrimental policies, and maybe they haven't provided great leadership, maybe they haven't showed up to vote or something like that. I can understand why we would get in this conversation of, hey, don't vote for them, vote for me instead. But I just don't like the whole midterm election thing, or even elections in general. You know, I I, th- I think they're important, don't get me wrong, democracy 100%, let's, let's do that. And uh, the people must choose, I get that completely, but I wouldn't be a person who would like to run for office because it's so self-aggrandizing. It's, making me look much better than I am. And, and I think Scripture tells us more of the opposite, that we need God's grace and we need His forgiveness because when we were yet sinners, He set us free, you know. And I know that was a paraphrase, but, you know, uh, I like to say it that way just in, in my own mind, and it really lines up with my own um, story as well. But moving on from that, I have been researching a lot about the exiles that we find in scripture 
And it is such an important subject when we talk about politics, and here's why. There have been so many times in Scripture, which I think this might be an underlying motif, that uh, the Israelite people, for instance, God's, God's chosen people, uh, they, they were under persecution and oppression and exile. You know, there were times where they were cast out of their own land, the promised land that God had promised them. So many times where perhaps a neighboring country, region, nation, whatever the case may be, wanted their land and and they would come in and they would take over and and the Jews would scatter all over the place. And it just seems to me that that might show us something about government structure. And here's what I mean by that. In every instance in which we see this in scripture, whenever we're looking at exile, when we're looking at where the people of God are, when we look in the book of Daniel, when we look in in the book of Nehemiah, when when we look at all of these different books, when we think about exile, when we think about people being casted from their homes, in every single case, these people were put into a situation in which they had to live under the rule of another government that maybe didn't quite line up with their cultural beliefs or their spiritual beliefs and things like that. And every single time, God was able to accomplish his mission through the people, no matter what kind of kingdom structure there was. So if we look at that today, and we look at what kinds of things we can learn from the exile, we learn, first of all, God is still faithful. He's still pursuing us. He's not a God that just kind of got the ball rolling at the beginning of creation and just kind of stepped back to see how it would be the next uh, how, how it was all going to you know play out. The next thing we might learn from that is that it doesn't matter who's in charge, that God is king overall. The third thing is that no matter what kingdom structure or what political structure that we're under, we can also be people who live faithfully for God. And I feel like so many times as Christians, especially who are very, very highly politicized and hey, you know, still get involved in politics. I believe Christians need to be involved in every aspect of community life. But what I'm saying is that we can't lean on politics as our God. We have to understand, and when we look in Scripture, the first thing, instead of going from the top down and trying to change structure from top down and thinking that we're in complete despair, if our president or our senator or our representative or something is not in power, we have to understand that God can use us right here, right now, as long as we completely surrender ourselves to Him. He can use us in so many amazing ways. And all we have to do, really, if you think about it, is love our neighbor. Care for those around us. It's a bottom-up approach, if you think about it. But God would consider that a top-down. This whole idea, especially in Matthew, we see this a lot, 
of this upside down kingdom in which we as people always thought that power meant, oh, you know, might and military and, and bloodshed and all those kind of things. But God is telling us something completely different, that power comes from humility. Power comes from meekness. Power comes from things like when we surrender ourselves and bleed, die, and give ourselves away. We, we see this Jesus mentality whenever we truly embrace what power is in the context of God's amazing kingdom. And we can sit here all day and complain about who is in power, who's going to make the next laws, who's go, going to be uh, in the judicial system, and that all matters because, first of all, you don't want people sent to jail that shouldn't be there. You don't want people making laws that, that are just absolutely unjust and all of these kind of things. But we don't do that, really. We we turn it into this power struggle that we don't care, really, about like if people are taken care of. We care that we're winning. And we don't want to admit that. And it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, folks, what are we doing? Instead of just trying to make the world a better place, we just want to make the person next to us look less than us. We want to raise ourselves up. We want to be the winners. We want to be the victors. Now, I know that we look in Scripture, especially in the book of Revelation, and we see God is the victor. If you look at from Genesis on to Revelation, you will never see an instance in which God is acting in the way that we're acting. He's not one that is just trying to demean and slander and all of these kind of things. He is not that kind of God. And he calls us to bear his image because we were made in his image, because we are called to be like Christ and all of these kind of things. So if that is the case, when we look at Christianity, when we look at what is going on in the world around us, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I guess I kind of am. We are seeing a lot of people not acting like Christ and just wanting power. To me, that is the antithesis of what Scripture is supposed to be about. What are we doing? It seems like when we think about it and we look at the Old Testament perception and description of the altar for sacrifice, it seems like we have taken that concept and replaced the altar, which is built to a certain specifications for the purpose of sacrifice, bloodshed, all those kind of things in the Old Testament. We have taken that and replaced it with the voting booth. And even further than that, we have formed these Christian groups and coalitions and movements for the simple purpose of gaining power. At first, it might be a good idea, if you think about it. In the very purest sense, we want people to be in positions of authority that have great integrity. They're great stewards of the economy and all of those kind of things. We want to make sure that they're not creating these unjust laws that I mentioned earlier. But it somehow evolves over time if we allow it to just take over our hearts and minds to now we just want to win. And we create this division in our hearts and our minds and our communities 
to the point where we no longer care about the people around us, no matter what they believe or what they think or who they vote for or anything like that. We just want so badly to be heard. We want so badly to be the ones who control policies, procedures, and all those kind of things. Now, some people would push back on this argument that I'm giving, if you call it an argument, and say, well, if people are making policies, don't do you want them to be God-fearing policies? Well, yes and no. Yes, in the fact that obviously we want God's will to be done in our society, in our, in our communities, and all of that. But sometimes we replace God's will with what we perceive God's will is. And the danger in that is that we can just constantly take the Bible out of context and start to implant or replace Scripture with what we think Scripture says. So, sometimes... There are times in Scripture where it just simply tells us what is happening in Scripture or in history, what happened with the Israelites, what happened with the ancient Jews in the, in the New Testament, for instance. But it's not necessarily bringing us to a point where God is saying, you must do this, you must act this way. But there are times where God gives us specific commands that we are to follow as his followers. But at the same time, we're not called to force everyone else to do that. That is never an example used in Scripture. We are called as Christians to be the people who are set apart, the people who are pure, and the people who are other than. We are not called to go in and forcibly change everything around us so that we're more comfortable or that we're glorified, or that we're the one that are the ones that are influencing. But we will be influencers anyway whenever we are acting like God wants us to act, and like I've said so many times in this podcast, we are serving the people around us. We can no longer deify politicians, we can no longer put them on such a big pedestal that we that we worship them obviously and sometimes we are doing that and i and going back to the very beginning of this podcast when we're looking at all of these commercials and advertisements and all of these kind of things we're starting to not only slander people but we're lifting them up as if they were some sort of god or object to be worshipped. All of these things are completely foreign to the way that we're called to act as Christians. We need to spend so much energy, so much time, so many resources making sure that people see Christ through us, through our actions, through the way that we respect people, the way that we just simply talk to people, the way that we accept them for who they are, but, you know, we encourage them and support them so that if they're in the pit of despair, they don't have to stay like that. We're called to be 
world changers. World changers doesn't start with the very top going down to the bottom, but it starts with our neighbor. Well, I hope you enjoyed that today. Maybe you have some comments that you would like to make based on this very topic. And I know it can be a divisive one. It can be one that can cause a lot of issues in people's hearts and minds. It can get a lot of blood pressures up. But I encourage you to, to interact with this. Maybe think about it. Pray about it. What is God teaching you in this particular moment? Check out my podcast every month on the first of the month, Manabites, as you're listening to now. Check out my website once again, ministrysocks.com. Thank you.